Does everybody know what time it is? Time to walk through the halls of your high school stark naked while rushing to get to an exam you didn't study for. Oh no, it's a nightmarish episode of grunt work. So good. Grunt work is back. <laughs> it is after a short uh, slash long hiatus. It feels like a long hiatus to me because we recorded a bunch of episodes yeah. in sort of a batch up front. It's been about two weeks for our listeners, but for us, I think it's been just over a month. Yeah, and uh, let me tell you, Landon, when we sat down at the table, I looked at this microphone, and I'm not going to lie, I tried to eat it because <laughs> I thought it was food, because that is how long <laughs> it has been since I have sat here and recorded a podcast. I tried to eat it because uh, I'm fucking starving right now, um, but... That's just me. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. After a month and change uh, since then. Well, I mean, we've seen each other since then. But, yes, uh, but st- it's good to see you in this capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we surprisingly watched an episode of Home Improvement this week. That's one thing that we remembered. We got together. We weren't even <laughs> intending to, but it's just force of habit, muscle memory. We put the episode in and we watched it. Uh, uh, indeed, we did. Landon. Yes. What happened this week on Home Improvement? I can tell you exactly what happened. On the set of Tool Time... Al is a little upset with Tim due to some jealousy he harbors over the fact that his girlfriend Eileen had a sensual dream about Tim the night before. Because of this, he turns down Tim's offer to have them over for dinner. However, cooler minds prevail, and Al and Eileen do show up, only to have Tim try to diffuse the tension with some humor, but inadvertently embarrassing Eileen and making her angry at Al for betraying her trust by telling Tim. Inadvertently... I don't think it was his intention to embarrass her. It just okay. A lot seemed more advertent than inadvertent. But, but let's <laughs> I mean, not yeah, I, 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 there are a lot of things that we're going to bring in the drag through the the question uh, machine <laughs> coming up. But <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What's the point of a question machine if we have to drag the questions <laughs> through it? Wouldn't a question machine be moving the questions itself, Landon? Uh, perhaps. I have to look over our purchase orders for this uh, for this podcast because if you're buying question machines that we have to operate, <laughs> we're not quite to uh, I E or I E I A I. Oh my God! What the hell? Like it's I two e. letters. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember three boys' names. You can't remember two letters. <laughs> there we Some go. Some things never change. Yeah, we're not quite to AI standards of our uh, technology yet here on Grunt Work, but uh, we're getting there. We're working yeah. towards Haley Joel Osment every day. Self-driving question machines are in our future. Uh, how did you feel about this episode? Uh, I felt like this episode was not good. <laughs> this episode was upsetting to me. I don't know if it's that I've been away uh, for a while. Yeah. Uh, and so this made it that much harder, or if this one was especially bad, but to me, it seemed like a perfect storm of Tim at his worst yep. and, and society giving him a pass for it and just an yeah. episode not very well constructed. What were your thoughts? You know, before we started, I even told you, uh, this was an episode that I remembered so vividly from, uh, my first watch all those years ago. And I was like, I, I had a little, I was tingling a little bit with excitement. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is going to be and, like. And a little bit with some other things. <laughs> Listen, I've got ointments. It's, <laughs> it's getting better. Um, and uh, holy cow, this is just really shoving my, ex- you know, listen, we're, this grunt work is about Truman and Landon's experience watching Home Improvement. It's not I about agree. Home Improvement. And I. I think it's apparent that uh, my my leanings toward the character of Tim the Toolman Taylor has been shifting in a not-so-fun direction over the last couple episodes. This gave it a very violent shove into, um, I don't like the idea of the toxic masculinity rules that you're imposing upon the society around you. He, he just hardcore spiking it into oh, really God. bad territory. Um, well, let, let's go into the deep dive and really break this thing open. Well, first, what do I think the name of this episode is? Truman, do you want to guess what the name of this episode is called? I have a few highly derivative uh, <laughs> examples. Hit me with them. Dreamweaver. Dream a little dream of me. Okay. In your dreams. Dream uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. I have a dream. Okay. Uh, bicycle shortcuts. <laughs> uh, is that a, a call out to Robert Altman? That is absolutely a call out to Robert Altman. If this, if this had been more of a tapestry of character studies, maybe, but... Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I get... I mean, I'm trying to find a reason why the Italian stallion would make sense. 
don't know. There's not quite um, enough Rocky in this episode there's to not, really... There's not enough Italy for it to really work. <laughs> Although there is a large ball of cheese. Uh, there is, yes. Any any of those close to the mark? One of them is right on the mark. Wait, did I get one of them? You got it. I guess when I fire a shotgun at the target with so <laughs> yeah, many... You have a scattershot effect here. Okay, I think it's... Final answer? Dream a little dream of me. Boom. Wrong. Dee, 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 dee. Oh. <laughs> it is Dream On. Ah, Dream On. That was low on my list, actually. I thought that would be a... <laughs> I, thought, I thought, no, that's too derivative. Wasn't there yeah. a show called Dream On? Well, I, it wasn't, I was just going to say that. There was an HBO show, right? Wasn't it? I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was on, I think, right around this time, if not maybe a little bit earlier. I don't know. Maybe it was a reference. But... I think you proved that there are a million other titles that they could have gone with, uh, yet they didn't. A million little titles. Or, or seven. <laughs> or seven. Seven million. So... Let's go into the deep dive of this thing. thing. Let's Uh, just plow through (laughs) We start in a very disorienting opening of Tool Time. Just just tight on the Tool Time monitor and uh, and and the old grunt creep. Just (laughs) just he well he poltergeists. (laughs) He does. Yeah, I would even go. He goes Ringu with it. He's got he hair just, down over his well, face. No, no hair, but he is waving at the screen. Not the, the yeah. It would be a lot less creepy if Ringu, if the the girl and Ringu just kind of waved at everybody as she. Hey, seven days. Hey. <laughs> uh, but he does start in the monitor behind Heidi and does his little grunt creep bounce boing, and boing, boing. just comes right through the screen at us and then disappears uh presumably into the void but who knows yeah who knows where he goes I, you know in his spare time it's the yeah. oil drum probably we just don't have to see him jump into it now i'm just i'm just curious why heidi can't see it if if he's traversing different dimensions <laughs> like he's obviously coming from one dimension into the home improvement reality how come they can't see, or do they need is it like they live and she needs to have like specific sunglasses on to see him 100 percent. this is why <laughs> This is why Lisa quit the show. She found the sunglasses. <laughs> Lisa now has to find Heidi and beat her up to get her to put on the sunglasses. I want to see that twenty-minute flight scene. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, and not even, not even in a pervy like. Yeah, I exactly. See two beautiful women beating them up, each other up way. I just want to like. I want to watch that. Yeah, because I, I think that's one of the best fight scenes in any movie ever. Yeah, take um, that, Jet Li. <laughs> so uh, that's our grunt creep right out the gate. Um, Heidi introduces the show. They're talking about uh, they're talking about staining again. Yeah. It's something that they've already covered on the show. Yeah. Um, so they're they're over at the the little product, not the product corner. I guess the the tool time counter. So they, Tim's going to sand the table before they apply the the stain yeah. to it. Yeah. And an interesting um, a little perhaps a callback. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, when they were building the deck, uh, I can't remember if that was last season or earlier this season, but um, they've had the deck prop a couple times. Yeah, yeah, but it was the the one. I guess it was last season because it was the Mother's Day episode, uh, or the the episode where Jill's mother comes in. Yes, um, <laughs> Jill's Mother's Day, <laughs> and I mentioned on that episode that they were using a wood. It's eluding me at the moment that actually is an allergen. And so Al, in his little safety speech here, says you have to take precautions because some woods are allergens. Nut, uh, members of the nut-bearing family are <laughs> allergens, mind you, yeah. which did not get nearly as much play as I thought it would. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think nut allergies were taken as seriously in the <laughs> 90s as they are today. <laughs> we had to go through a lot of casualties before we got to 2018. It's amazing that we made it through. <laughs> I mean, our generation really stormed the beachhead of the nut allergies and, and getting that acceptance. Yeah. Let's tie this back into what's happening here because in at the... To, to exemplify the point that Al is making, Tim does not wear his protective gloves. And because of this, uh, and Al, as Al is saying, you know, even if you don't have an allergy, you can develop one over time in wor- uh, working with wood. Foreshadowing. And... Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, foreshadowing for literally four seconds. Yes. Uh... Four seconds of shadowing. <laughs> what happens here? Because uh, I don't quite understand it. Well, Al starts, Al does the the gag from Airplane where as he reads the symptoms, the person experiences the symptoms. But basically we get a shot of Tim as he's talking about, oh, you get all red and puffy and swell up. And sure enough, we get a look at Tim. He takes the goggles off. His face is all red. His hands are swollen. And then they're starting, they start to inflate and inflate and get bigger and... And it's utterly disgusting to look at. It's because they're because what they are is they're rubber gloves and they've got like hoses up his sleeves yeah. that are inflating them. But it but it gives you this impression that his skin is stretched 
to the breaking yeah. point. As Al says in the outtakes of this episode, they look like blowfish. Oh, God. It's disgusting. And at this moment, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, this show, after the, the opening with um, Al's, mom. Al's mom's shadow, I'm like, has this just, have they just decided... We're, you know, and I would almost commend them to go like, yeah. okay, they're just making a choice and running with it. The, uh, we're on board or not. This show is chaos. It exists in a <laughs> in a nether realm. But they do explain it in the next scene. So, yes. um, so we get a very just like, that's how this scene ends. I mean, there's no explanation to his hands exploding or not. <laughs> Body horror. <laughs> I, Which you know what you know me as a horror fan, I, I would be into that. But but you but you don't want to be tricked into thinking it's an episode of Home Improvement. That would be the ultimate right. horror, though, is if the, you first watched like three seasons of a goofy sitcom, <laughs> but then one of the episodes is randomly a horror movie. Dude, oh my god! If this turned into like that that sketch on uh, UHF, have you seen UHF? Oh, I've seen UHF. UHF is amazing. Yeah, where um he the the woodworker and he just lops yeah. off his thumb and yeah. blood squirting everywhere. Like if. There was a Tool Time episode that uh, that was like that. Um, that would be the best thing. That would be a thing. So it, sooner or later, that's the HBO version of this show. <laughs> <laughs> we go into the theme song. Uh, boys will be boys. Uh, they rearrange themselves. Yeah. Luckily, in our interim, we developed um, uh, an immunity to Brad stealing our secrets. It, it took us two weeks to build those tinfoil hats. It took it took multiple layers. <laughs> Uh, uh, or maybe he just sucked all of our soul away, and we lost. We're, we're just we're that we're that shallow of people that it only we only had like half a season's worth of secrets. Exactly. So he 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 stares at us, but nothing happens. Nothing comes out. Um, they go yummy yummy into the void, and we go into tool time after hours. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's after hours. Just it's not live tv it's after the hours when it is an active set and tim is entering the scene saying you gotta believe you you won't believe this i love the gag it was a good thing so there's a post a retroactive explanation for what the fuck we just watched in the first scene i would love to have uh, like been there for when they were told they had to do that because i mean <laughs> was there so was there someone who was like okay listen having having al's godzilla-sized mom show up and destroy the set that's plausible, but Tim's hands, no, we need to have an explanation. <laughs> it's not surreal enough, therefore we need to explain it away. They had, they, someone, like, someone, some censor looked at it and was like, no, kids are going to see that and think his hands actually <laughs> did that. We're going to get letters, you guys. The weird thing is, out of context, that is something that would be out of a dream. Oh, that's really bad. Just no, like, I, all of a sudden, someone's hands balloon up without comment, and then it just cuts to another scene. I, th I think that I think that they thought of the the bit or the props people thought of the bit with his hands and it got written in or whatever like however it worked and then on the day they shot it and it was like oh it's really cool then they saw it and we're like oh that oh shit that, <laughs> that that looks way weirder than we did like we didn't yeah right we, we were not looking for what we got yeah so he comes in saying that they yeah. love the gag and Al is not really responsive to what Tim is saying yeah he's being he's being kind of kind of uh, grumpy kind of yeah. evasive uh, now. Tim asks a question that is very much the lingo of the 90s, but I want to ask you if it's another bit of foreshadowing. Okay, ask me. He says, after he, he recognizes Al's grumpiness, he goes, what's eating your shorts? <laughs> you know, I think it's a little of both. I think that maybe the line got, I think they knew that shorts would factor in in a big way, and they yeah. also knew that this young upstart show, <laughs> The Simpsons, that's probably been on for a few years at this point. Yeah, uh, at least five, I think. Okay, so this this mid mid-season... <laughs> Yeah, midway through its ten good season run. Uh, anyway, I think yeah. I think that it was a little about. Yeah, or and was it like an inadvertent foreplay? Foreshadow. Boop. That's uh, it. So, speaking of inadvertent foreplay. <laughs> uh, uh, oops. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, wow, man. A little little Freudian slip there. Yeah. Um. What, what is eating Al shorts? Well, what's eating Al shorts is that. Uh, so he and he and. Uh, Eileen are supposed to go to dinner with Tim and Jill that yeah. night, but uh, they're gonna go over to the Taylor house for yes, dinner. Yeah, be, because why would we build another set? <laughs> they're supposed to go over to Tim and uh, Tim and Jill's house, but uh, there's been kind of some drama because uh, it turns out Eileen had a dream last night mm. where she was riding a stallion with a super muscly a macho man, stallion. a golden stallion, <laughs> the super muscly macho man, and a pair of skin tight bike shorts. Yeah, and that man was Albert Einstein. What? No, it was Tim. It was... <laughs> also, that would be awesome, because like, I feel like Einstein is probably a fetish. But no, yeah. it was... She had a dream 
not a sex dream necessarily, but yeah. a sexy, sensual dream about Tim on a horse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, let's go into the first of Tim's problematic ways of dealing with this. Yes. He is so freaking dismissive of Al and what he's revealing to him in this. He just, he keeps cracking wise, which, mm. you know, that's in Tim Taylor fashion, but when you can recognize that it's bothering someone and you're you're dismissing their emotional reaction to something uh i i it's just immediately tim is an asshole in this episode al is visibly upset and yeah. tim is continuing to go on about this and he basically jokes well, even before he finds out that tim that he was the one that was in the dream because mm-hmm. you know al starts like Eileen had a uh, had a dream last night. He goes, "What? No, while she was sleeping." And it's just like he's trying to tell you something. You asked him a question, yeah. and he's trying to answer, and you're already dismissing the very thing you asked for. <laughs> you know, the the best would be if Al's response that is just, "Yeah, Tim, she did have a dream. It was a dream about her uh, grandmother who died in the Holocaust." <laughs> Oh, you, you're not making jokes anymore, Tim? Yeah, can I finish my story now? Thank you. Well, he does confuse the Quran and Koreans later in this episode. I wouldn't put it past him to confuse the Holocaust and fucking a hollow pad from Star Wars or something. <laughs> <laughs> I killed German. Oh, oh, yeah, Wilson, I love those those Holocausts. That's how you got from the Enterprise down to the Klingon planet. <laughs> and then there's this big stink about Tim Allen being a Nazi, and it's just, it's, it's really bad. Although, I will tell you, though, Tim the Toolman Taylor today... Yeah. He'd know damn well what the Quran is, and he would have a lot of opinions about it. <laughs> One way or another, yes, he would. Yes. Tim basically yeah. joked—well, not only—yeah, so he's joking at the very fact that Al is upset about this. It's the fact that Al is even revealing any of this mm-hmm. to him, which is so annoying. But Al and and Richard Karn, for his performance, uh, in spite of Tim's reaction to it, is— uh, he, he still has these amazing line deliveries. I feel like the writers are, there are a handful of lines in this episode for Al mm-hmm. that it almost feels like when they figured out Kelsey Grammer yes. and, and Frazier on Cheers. It's just like, yes. it's clicking all of a sudden. And so Al is like visibly emotional about describing this th- dream. And he's like, clothes are strewn about. Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> strewn? <laughs> and yeah, and Tim's just like, pick handpicking the words that Al is choosing to describe the answer to was it's just it's so irritating to me. It, it I would say I would agree with you it's like the quality of it, yeah they have they have learned how to write for Al and they yeah. have learned or they've learned how to write for Richard Karn yeah. and how to give him stuff and really maximize it but they haven't learned how to write anything for Tim or like there's no Tim is doing nothing with it like on yeah. Cheers they learned how to write for Kelsey Grammer and for everybody else and it all contributed and bounced off each yeah, other right. on this there's all these great supporting actors doing all this great stuff and all this great work and Tim is just like swatting them all down yeah. just like nope yin yang yung <laughs> nope fart jokes uh, and yeah so it, Tim Tim's response is like oh come on Al you've never had a sexual dream before I don't mm. know if those are ex- his exact words but mm-hmm. uh, Al's response is no, my dreams are good, clean, fun. And I, I love that response of Al. But even the fact of Tim trying to diffuse the situation by normalizing it in a way. is like, come on, Al, you haven't had blah, blah, blah. Like, he's trying to pull him to what his vision of masculinity or normal yeah. normalcy is. Yeah. And it's just like, just let him be... His thing. I, I'm, I'm a little too angry about no, this. No, I mean, you just have some basic human empathy and just yeah. say, hey, you're upset about something, not here's how you're supposed to feel because this is how I do. At no point is Tim sympathetic. Not at all. At he's, all. he's not. It, this is what I call timpathy. <laughs> it is making fun of someone instead of caring for them. Uh, and then he goes one step further by saying, you know, once he finds out that he's the one that's in the dream, uh, he starts talking about, well, you know, uh, anytime that uh, a woman watches Tool Time long enough, you know, I, I happen to be a symbol of virtili- or virility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the women kind of see me as that. It's just like, it, it just goes into this, like, the three wise tool guys yeah. mentality of, like, he is the center of his own universe. Yes, everything is him. Yeah. I, and I don't want to blame the victim at all, because I think that Tim is in the wrong. But I will say one thing. Al, your girlfriend has told you in confidence this very private thing <laughs> about Tim, who you know yeah. as well, if not better, than Landon and I do. <laughs> Why did you tell him? What What do you gain? Right, yeah. I mean, there, there is something to be said as we come to a close of this episode where they kind of 
in a ham-fisted way, refer to each other as brothers. Uh, Al and Tim, that is. Um, where I could see Al not having many friends and wanting to, like... Sometimes you can't stop yourself from from doing the actions of, like, the relationship you wish you had with mm-hmm. somebody. And it's, it, it, that's the definition of a toxic relationship. Yes. Uh, so I can kind of forgive Al for doing it, but you're right. I mean, as you said, I do feel it's a little bit of victim blaming here where it's just like, well, you know, what were you expecting? Yeah. I guess when you've got <laughs> nobody else around you, though, I mean, yeah. who you can confide in. Um, this takes us to... I, I can't remember what the transition was. It was a Scrabble transition. Scrabble oh. tiles fly okay. up into the screen, Ooh. and then we go into a extreme close-up on the Scrabble board yeah. where the boys are playing Scrabble for some reason. For some reason. And product placement? Uh, maybe. Oh, God. From the, <laughs> the, yeah, because P- even in the 90s, people like didn't know about this newfangled invention, Scrabble. Uh, I know that Randy... Is I, I know that Randy played one of the words on the board because yeah. the first word that I saw was die, and I figured <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, the, the, <laughs> at the at about the center of it, there is die. Um, yeah. So Mark lays down his his word first. Uh, it takes him apparently half an hour to put it down, which is eat. Yes. And then Randy makes his little sarcastic joke about him taking so long and taking then half an hour. <laughs> he goes to put his 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 word down and he starts with the word M and I'm like murder. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be murder. I know. And I didn't even see the word die. So <laughs> I know. That's that's why I didn't want to pipe up because I was like, dude, the the, the zodiac has already hidden his clues. <laughs> So yeah, so Randy plays Melon yeah. for 14 points. Yeah. And the, the, okay, so this is, I don't remember this episode at all. Mm-hmm. I saw this bit, this like little chunk of it on TV when I was a kid, and this is stuck in my head forever. <laughs> okay. But I've, I've long assumed this was on Full House or something. And this is the only, so when I realized where we were going, I was like, holy shit, I had a home improvement memory I didn't realize I had. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I, I guess. I thought that was my memory. <laughs> I thought my dad was dangling off the satellite dish. Uh <laughs> But then Brad adds ology to yeah. the end of melon. To make melanology the study of melons, as he... Uh, which is... <laughs> it's actually kind of a, an interesting joke uh, in that he's smart enough to know that ology means the study of, uh, yeah. but dumb enough to think that melanology is... A thing. It's a really that's a real difficult sweet spot to yeah. hit there, where you know you're like you're you're what Greek or Latin suffixes, but you you don't understand that melanology doesn't exist. Honestly, it's kind of a funnier twist on like on on Tim fucking up Al, uh, Wilson's uh, advice. Like, yeah. there is this like awareness of the the more intelligent world out there. Uh, but just such a shallow grasp of what it is. Yeah, it's all blurry. You can't really see what exactly it <laughs> right. is. Um, so Jill comes down uh, carrying the laundry, yeah. goes into the garage. Yeah, well, yeah, and then Tim comes through following her. He spots <laughs> he the Scrabble spots melanology and predictably uh, gives Brad the cool dude. Yeah, because he then, he, as he then relates to Jill, though, he thinks that melanology is the study of guys named Mel. <laughs> I, I'll give it, it was a good joke. So so I've got Mel Brooks, I got Mel Blanc, I got Mel Torme. Who have you got? Um, Mel Gibson. Oh, that, how did I miss Mel Gibson? That was the biggest <laughs> Mel. I missed the biggest Mel. I need to enroll in a melanology course. I'm clearly not good at this. Wow, man. You are a long way away from getting your melanologist degree. (laughs) Maybe I can be an apprentice melanologist or something like that. Exactly. You'll have to go through your your field hours. Yeah, maybe I can get some some of the credits out of the way so I don't have to pay all of them at a a college. (laughs) Anyway, they go into the garage. Yeah. And uh, Tim, who has heard this story in confidence about uh, Eileen, who is mm-hmm. going to be their dinner guest that yeah. night, promptly tells Jill, "Yeah, just all her." And shit this in the brings street. up the. So we had a, a you know the question in the past of uh, Karen and Dave, uh, you know cheating, you know Dave cheating on him, and mm-hmm. like, what do you tell your spouse? What do you not tell your spouse? This is a clear example of like him telling Jill has no positive consequences yeah there's no reason she needs to know yeah it's just him stroking his ego and and gloating to somebody else that somebody other than his wife had a sex dream about yes him. exactly it's just he's just asking to piss he's just a way to piss off jill yeah and i want to i want to call into question the camera movement in this uh this little sequence here i don't know if you noticed it it is it's weird it uh, it pans into the you know it follows them into the garage and then it follows out and then it does this weird she takes the the laundry basket drops it off to the kids who are in the background mm-hmm. and 
as she's doing it, it almost is like steady cam pushing in with her and then pulls back out. And I'm like, yeah. that was unnecessary. They're just trying to get the DP some days on set, I guess you know, so. and it hit was... his union minimums or whatever. And then we do have another interesting shot later on from not the facade of the house, but at least outside the house looking in through one of the front windows. Oh, yeah, that is weird. It almost looked like it was frank, like photoshopped around yeah. him almost. It does seem like they are trying to find... Cause it, we had that weird shot of Wilson uh, and that angle on his fence. Yeah. It does seem like they're trying to find some new angles uh, to spice things up a little bit. Well, you know, it's typical for shows to experiment when they get to this age. <laughs> Three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, they grow up so fast. <laughs> show show years are kind of like dog years. Uh, okay. Home, home Improvement is 21. It's off at college now. Uh, yeah, you that know, makes swinging sense. Swinging off the frat house, <laughs> saying to bring out the virgins to wax my loins. Uh so yeah so they talk about so okay jill hears the story about eileen yeah um so like, oh man what'd she what'd she eat before yeah she eats something weird before bed and then she hears that oh they're riding a golden stallion and yeah. uh bicycle shorts and, and, and bicycle yeah. shorts and, she and says, tim adds even and i had the deep booming voice yeah it's like that's not even something al told him it's just like you can see the image of himself as a golden god building in his own mind Tim is like, oh, man, it's like she says what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, he, he relays all this to Jill and Jill goes, ah, she must have had a big bean burrito before bed <laughs> because just nothing on this show can't be blamed on farts. Well, you know, uh, I'm starting to really realize that Tim Taylor is just one big fart. He, he is of a person. That's what happened to his hands. They were just swelled up with farts. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this and this is actually a variation on a joke that, that they make him. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> goddamn it, it's infecting your brain. I know. It's, maybe, I could, maybe I had a big bean burrito today. I don't even remember it. Uh, so Tim asks Jill who she dreams about at night. Yeah, and and she is very coy about this. Well, yeah, because she she takes this like very Jill stance of like trying to take Tim a peg down. Or, oh God, my am I having a stroke right now? I don't know. I, blah, blah, blah. It could just be farts. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yes. Yeah, it's a the, it's a little brain gesture. fart. Yeah. Um, she takes him down a peg or two by saying, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, basically, I don't have dreams about you. I dream about, I, you know. Yeah, I see you all the time during yeah. the day. I don't want to see it the, when I sleep. The person I dream about isn't real. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, God, do we want to mention the Scooby-Doo line? I, I think we have to for science. <laughs> for science, yes. Uh, so Tim goes, oh, man, who isn't real? Like a cartoon? Like Bullwinkle? It's like, <laughs> the t how little understanding of, like, sexuality do you have, Tim? Or what weird... I don't know. Have fetish? you seen Bullwinkle's tail? It's not exactly the least phallic of cartoon characters. <laughs> do, you, do you have, like, a chart from most to least phallic cartoon characters? Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't everybody? Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not, one, not one that I keep up in a framed poster in my living room where people can see it. I guess that's, that's why I'm really asking. Hey, man, I got no shame in my game. I like to flaunt my, my interests. Yeah, it's good. Some people have the periodic table of the elements. You have the penis table of the cartoons uh so he tosses out bullwinkle and then he says scooby-doo and jill goes yeah scooby-doo you know me so well tim <laughs> we go scooby and i walk hand in hand down the beach down the scooby beach do some scooby diving <laughs> i've never heard this sound come out of truman before it was slight it was a groan with like his soul deflating it was uh it was quite a spectacle to behold some days it's harder to do this podcast than other days like if you can attribute a sound to an eye roll <laughs> and amplify it by a thousand that's what this sound was that truman made <laughs> in the distant future they will have sound emojis which are basically just <laughs> calling people and voicing your emotions to them so it's basically coming back around to phone calls but that will be the sound emoji for for eye rolls for eye the noise rolls, yeah. that i made uh, anyway, it was a it was a bad joke. It was really bad. just because there's so much. Other, you, I was thinking, oh, she's gonna do a crappy Scooby Doo Im impression. Oh no, not even that. Not even you're not even gonna do like a deep joke about like Scooby Doo lore. Or like oh, at least it's not scrappy. Like no, nothing. Uh, I might not do well by admitting this, but um, it was an okay joke. It was an okay joke. <laughs> that's your that's your standard for okay. Scooby diving. They make that joke on an episode of Scooby-Doo where they go, well, they call it Scooby-Diving when they go scuba-diving. I think uh, they called it Scooby-Doing, actually. I call it Scooby-Diving when I'm trying to get the last cookie out of the <laughs> out of the box. <laughs> last Scooby-Snack I got to get out of that box. 
nice man just yeah. just get get your hand caught in there exactly sometimes the boxes are too thin your hand gets you know just like the girl scout cookies you ever try to get one of oh, the oh, bottom of those things trust me i've got many of many a paper cut on my <laughs> knuckles from from those thin mints who does jill actually dream about jill dreams of not genie but tarzan ah and Tim says, well, he doesn't even have a car. And Jill goes, yeah, we never leave the treehouse. <laughs> Which doesn't get nearly as big a laugh as it should. <laughs> I'm going to say, if that line was on Cheers, it would get a huge body laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, and I just want to point out the the car line again. Of yeah. like, that is Tim just kind of like nonchalantly putting out his idea of masculinity. Exactly. That, you know, guys have to be into cars and have grease all over them and like, he, he can't be a real... How dreamy can this Tarzan be if he's not even into cars? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm just waiting for CBS to reboot the Tarzan series uh, in modern day and call it Carzan. Oh, <laughs> that's actually a new Pixar thing. <laughs> that's the... Because because Pixar is like, you guys you guys just want like a million Cars sequels, right? Because... <laughs> And you, you want like it's a, a cross, car spinoff, yeah. I mean, because if they crossed over Nomeo and Juliet with Sherlock into Sherlock Gnomes, it's only a matter of time until, <laughs> it is. until they just start rhyming existing properties and mashing it, them yeah. together. Uh, and what Jill explains also in her fantasy is, you know, well, you know, I'm Jane and I have a little leopard skin outfit and big, beautiful breasts. And Tim goes, yeah, I dream about that too. <laughs> And it's like, on the one hand, like, okay, yeah, cool. On the other hand, kind of a tacit dig at your, at your wife's appearance. Yeah. But, there's but, just, at every turn, Tim is just uh, what, what being not a problem. To do. Anyway, but so it comes out that she has a Tarzan fetish. <laughs> and from there, my notes have us, we get a weird slide transition. The counter slides into frame. Tim drops out of frame. As it's, though, as though into a trap door. It's very aggressive. Tim drops. I in, sounded like Sam just then. It's, it's very aggressive. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> We're going to get yelled at. <laughs> Sorry, you can edit this out, but uh, don't. So the, yeah, but yeah, she, dro- it's like he drops into a trap door, right? As then <laughs> Tim walks through the door. <laughs> it's very dream logic it is again it is dream lo- yeah it's like it's like we're it's like uh, this whole show exists in an mc escher portrait <laughs> T- tim walks down the upside down staircase that goes to nowhere yes um but yeah so it's time for dinner yeah with- jill is prepping the cheese ball and i have to i wrote i gotta just draw attention to this because it blew my brain yeah uh as soon nice. as the scene nice dude your brain got some dude <laughs> Was your brain driving when it happened, or boo? Did your brain put its arms behind its head when it was happening? Because I hear that's bad form. Okay, I'm sorry. I, go I'm on. going to do a Scooby dive into this joke. Okay. Um, I, my note as I saw Jill prepping the the food was, God, I love a good cheese ball. <laughs> it made me kind of hungry too. It's the exact line that Al says when he sees what they're having. Oh my God. So when Al arrives and sees that, you know, oh, could you, would you put the, the snacks out on the table? <laughs> Al, in one of his, like, enthusiastic things, just grabs it like, I love a good cheese ball. I'm like, I am slowly becoming Al. I, and I feel okay about that. I, I, I picture the transformation process like the cover of an Animorphs book. And it's you on the left. <laughs> And it's Al on the right. And it's not a very... It's, like, you're yeah, already wearing not, a flannel shirt. I man. am. I, mean, I did shave my beard. I, I didn't really comment on it, but I did notice it. Uh, yeah, I was going on, on job did. interviews. I needed yeah. to have a, a clean face. Oh, God forbid you should be a beard-having hippie. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so Al and Irene show up. Yes. And almost immediately, Tim is... Uh, uh, making references to the secret that Al has told them. The, the secret that Jill was just telling him ahead of this to, like, not to not talk about. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that she says they're sitting there talking and, and yeah, I, well, I don't know. I mean, they, they start with some wine. She says, oh, would you guys like some wine? And Al goes, oh, I could be persuaded to partake, which... <laughs> One of those lines that I feel like is... They're finding their their footing with him. I that was an instance of that's the exact sort of thing that I say when like when I'm offered <laughs> wine or weed at a party or something. So I was like, oh, you could persuade me, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they get they get sitting down and and they're talking and yeah. she you know she says uh, something like, oh yeah, I, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. And Tim says, oh, well, that's good. And it's not even like a, a accidental flip, like a Freudian slip. Tim just literally says, oh, that's good because Jill is making stallion. Yeah. And this is, this is like, what? There is nothing at all thrusting you toward fucking up. You are intentionally doing it. Yes. The, this was like, you were prompted by the fact that she used a totally common expression because she doesn't think that anybody else knows about this. <laughs> yeah. So... 
she so then he goes like, oh, I meant I meant a big golden scallion, and then and then you know Al is Al, Al goes. He's getting a little flustered here, and he goes, I think we know what you're talking about, Tim. Yeah. And he's like, okay, Al, it's not like I said uh, Jill's making a big plate of bicycle shorts. <laughs> and it's just like, what is happening right now? The, this is why it's not inadvertent. Like, It's like, I think that, that the serial killer sociopath stuff that Randy uh, has comes directly from Tim. Yeah. Because in this case, it's just like, what can I do to ruin this night? You have Tim's kind of... Uh, obsession or infatuation with or unable to stop himself these compulsive issues uh mixed with jill's weird psychology brain and you end up with a psycho killer Keska say <laughs> if you weren't gonna say it i was i know i know well that's i think as as whenever two people who have seen stop making sense are in the same room one of them is obli it's like a you know it's a mandatory. call and response yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's backtrack a little bit because okay. you know, since we're slamming on Tim so much, I do want to point out one of his uh, one of his better lines. Yeah. As soon as Al opens the door, he hands Tim uh, oh. the dinner he or the the contribution he's bringing to dinner, and he's like, "Here, I I brought a tart." And uh, Tim goes, "That's no way to talk about Eileen." <laughs> that was that was a good joke. It I was, was a good. Plan. I was a very big fan of that. Yeah. Th that, that is Tim's gold star for the episode. <laughs> it was his shining moment of not being awful. Um. But so anyway, it comes out, you know, uh, they're sitting there. Tim has said this. Yeah. And then Eileen realizes what, you know, oh, my God, you, you know, Al, you told him I told you that in confidence. And then and then Jill goes, yeah, you know, Tim, I told you not to bring that up. And then she's, oh, you told, you know, you told Jill and everybody. And this, <laughs> Every, the, the whole thing explodes. Yeah. Right. It, it explodes. It's not it's not. It's not like a delicately wound clock that explodes in a beautiful fashion. It's just like this. Or an inflating hand. An inflating hand <laughs> that explodes in a disgusting fashion. This is this is not like an intimately orchestrated uh, no. farce. This is just like Tim does the absolute thing he's not supposed to do. <laughs> to the show's credit, it does uh, call itself out in a little bit here. Yes. Um, that, you know, we'll get into in, in a moment. Um, but let's... let's so I want to break open what Tim is doing here just just for a second. Sure. From the second Al is walking through the door, Al is still kind of playing on this idea of jealousy. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to compare himself in a way to Tim. And Tim is – there's just this whole like – I don't know if it's alpha male or what it is, but Tim's like, oh, you're – your humor is just more subtle than mine, you know, because Al makes a really bad dentist joke when he mm. walks in. Yes. And, you know, Tim's like, yeah, your, your humor is so subtle, sometimes you don't even get it. Yeah. And it's just like, what what are you, what's going, so it's just this constant com uh, comparison of like, what is, you know, a man and what is not a man yeah. um, that I don't know how the people around him even like. How do they not just walk away from him at any point? That That is what makes the show so frustrating to watch. <laughs> also because Tim is constantly faced with reminders that even in the show's own reality, he's not right. Yeah. Al is more popular than him. Al yeah. gets huge laughs on the show. Al is routinely funny <laughs> on Tool Time. Yeah. I, and then when uh, Eileen gets so embarrassed that she walks out the door, Tim throws the the biggest dismissal line out there is like what's the big deal like that yeah. that if you ever are saying what's the big deal you don't get it yeah exactly <laughs> T tim cannot figure out why everyone's mad at him yeah. even though he did the thing that everyone told him not to do i'm not saying that people can't overreact a lot of the times but yeah. if you if your response to somebody overreacting is what's the big deal yeah. it's probably because you initiated a overreaction in somebody yes Yes. Uh, maybe that's a little blanket statement. Uh, so we, this is where we cut to the, the outside of the house as yes. Tim and Jill are looking out at the fight that uh, Al and Eileen are having. Well, and Tim is gawking at it like he's <laughs> watching a pay-per-view fight. Like, yeah. Jill has to pull him away. Yeah. Um, and uh, so this is where they get into it a little bit. And, yeah. And Jill is even a little bit, not as angry as I think she should be, at Tim for, um, you know, telling them her dream. The, yeah. And oh yeah, well that's that's the thing is they're as they're all running out like you know as they're going, it's like what's what's the big deal what's everybody so mad about Eileen's running out the door Alice following her yeah D Jill runs about dreams are running around naked with Tarzan and then everyone <laughs> hears that so yeah and yeah. so he's kind of explaining all this and she goes 
you know, he's trying to like almost take the victim place himself, and she, Jill just flat out calls him out. She's like, "What do you What do you have to feel bad about here?" Yeah, and yeah. Tim's like, "Uh, well, give me a second. I'll think about something that I could feel bad about." Yeah, like like Tim, Tim, you know, Tim keeps saying like, "Look, Al told me that, and I was yeah. joking about it to try and take his mind off it and try and cheer him up by making him laugh." Yeah, which is such a fucking bully argument to make. <laughs> That's every every guy who ever bullied me in school yeah. is like, "Oh no, man, I'm just trying to cheer. I'm just trying to." Joke around you're yeah. just taking it too seriously it's like no you're trying to put some hair on your chest yeah exactly build your skin up yeah yeah well, my, that th- that's not a thing people th- say <laughs> yeah my skin is my skin is fine i think i mean maybe i need to exfoliate <laughs> it is the biggest organ on the human body oh well check out the big brain on bread <laughs> uh yeah I, so i it just you know th- this whole argument of of like oh i could tell that my friend was really broken up about something so it's not like, yeah, I listened to him and heard him out and really showed empathy with him for an hour yeah. or so, and then I started trying to cheer him up. It was like, no, I showed no quarter to yeah. what he was feeling and just tried to dismiss it immediately, and that's me caring. Why don't you recognize that what a great guy I am? And then in a true sitcom fashion, he's like, it's not like uh, she's going to break up with him. They have fights all the time, and sure enough, Al walks in and says, you know, or Tim goes, uh, watch, he's gonna come in here and thank me. Yeah. And, of course, Al walks in the door and says, well, thank you, Tim. Eileen just broke up with me. Yeah, and uh, took my car. <laughs> took my car. And then he makes another joke, which, in another context, would have been funny, but yeah. through this whole dismissal uh, personality that he's taking on here is, like, um, he goes, well, she has to come back, otherwise it's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> which, again, funny line, but you're dismissing the entire situation and your part in it. The problem, I think... Like, on a show, okay, If the, uh, let's pl- go to my favorite segment. On a show like Cheers, <laughs> if, if this was Cheers, yeah. uh, that line would be in there, but they would have somebody like Carla or Cliff or some other disinterested party deliver it. But here, yeah. so much of Home Improvement, Tim is the only one who is allowed to tell jokes. Right. And so Tim has to be the emotional center of every episode, and he also has to be making every good joke, even if they're kind of diggy, assy things to say. Right. So that requires us to, like, you know, on on a show with a larger cast, each person kind of has their own voice. But right. here, the kids can't really contribute as much. They're not in this scene. You know, Jill ha- Jill is on one side of this thing, so it wouldn't make sense for her to deliver it. So all the weight is on Tim to tell right. these jokes. And, you know, I, I on some level, you know, all the TV critics out there that are screaming at us right now, I'm going, that's the way that TV sitcoms in the 90s were constructed. Like, mm-hmm. they had to revolve around a central central character. Like, but that is the the whole problem with the 90s. Yeah. That, that is the patriarchy. That's the whole systematic issue. Uh, at play here the the whole idea of where toxic masculinity stemmed from and i think that other 90s sitcoms did a better job dealing with that and controlling for that than this one did agreed yeah and especially better than this episode so we go out to the backyard where wilson is doing tai chi yes uh, trying to realign his male and female his yin Yin and and yang um and uh it goes into so oh god i don't even have the strength to go through this tim tim starts complaining and saying you know like i use humor to to try and diffuse situations to yeah. try and make people feel better i guess that's a weird fucked up way to think you're helping but um that that wilson goes well you know actually the quran has an interesting uh, quote about this which i didn't actually write down because i'm not a good host but I, he, something <laughs> like he who can bring he was truly blessed who can bring laughter to the world or something like making people laugh is a good thing sincerely islam god and then that's where he's like oh yeah the koreans really get it and he's like oh for fuck's sake yeah uh but then wilson in his uh divine knowledge goes well you know what actually cervantes has a counterpoint to that and says uh a jest that gives pain is not a jest which i think is a really good quote yeah i think that that is good advice but that's what tim should have taken away from that's that's where tim (laughs) should have walked away and gone back right Instead, like Tim's, I wrote down the crux of Tim's argument because mm-hmm. this is important. Because like yeah, this please. is the, my problem with him every time is why he's like this. He says to to Wilson, "Jokes are what I'm all about. That's why people like me." Wilson, maybe you took it too far. Well, I just didn't take the dream that seriously. Well, some people do, neighbor. So the show itself, the writers are acknowledging the fucking problem here, and they're consciously not choosing to answer it yeah exactly <laughs> like there's no resolution for tim to change his behavior like tim's big takeaway from this isn't oh we need to t- change my behavior it's oh some 
what young Carl Jung analysis of dreams suggested that the first initials in dreams have special meaning, which is a very oversimplification of Carl Jung. Yeah, that's you know, and typically, typically your '90s sitcoms are pretty spot on with their analysis <laughs> of, of Jung. I'm sure there's a lot of references in Frasier to, uh, to Jung. There, there, there are quite a few, in fact. <laughs> See, that's the central tension of the show because uh, Frasier's a Freudian, but Niles is a Jungian, so they're just constantly. Uh, actually, that's an odd couple spinoff that I would watch. I, well, it's called Frasier, and oh. it's actually a Cheers spinoff. Oh, how about that? Uh, so. But yeah, so they they talk about this thing, and Tim realizes he does the does the Zach Galifianakis in the Hangover mental math, and realizes that <laughs> you know Tarzan and Jane means Tim and Jill, right? Yeah, as I said, complete oversimplification of his analysis of dreams, Carl Jung's analysis of dreams. But we go from that uh, to tool time. Yes. Uh, Al has arrived uh, a little bit late to set. He's still mm-hmm. in a huff because Eileen, which we didn't mention, uh, Sherry Hersey's back. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, I kind of like, she's got this, she, like, she's making soft, it fun, perky quality to her. Soft, yeah, soft, fun, perky qualities. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, no, an but interesting she, mixture of things. I, I really think she's an interesting uh, addition to the she, cast She here. works with Al. They have, like, good yeah. cr- uh, chemistry together. I want to yeah. see that come to fruition. Like, I haven't felt that, like, Greta Post, she just felt a little stale. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cindy was like, it was good for an episode, but, like, yeah. she has, like, staying power. I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I'm I glad wa- that she's come back a couple times. I'm glad those kids are making it work. <laughs> Uh, so he's still in a huff that Eileen has left him and yeah and is and he's still upset about that the crybaby um, <laughs> but yeah so you know they get to talking Tim yeah. is clearly trying to make amends and he, he attempts to apologize without ever saying the words I'm sorry yeah yeah and in doing so insults Al a number of times yeah he says something you know like yeah sometimes I go too far you're just a big bearded target yeah like, yeah uh, beard, big, <laughs> big bearded bullseye. A big bearded bullseye. I, I like to call worse. that alliteration because no, certainly, that's, certainly, that's my favorite. You got to name it. Um, and then he he kind of like pauses for a moment, and this is where I really take issue with the final moments of this uh this wrap up, where mm-hmm. he's like, "Look, I think of you as one of my brothers, and that's why I do these things." And it's like, does that make it okay? Just yeah. because you feel closer, that's how you view someone excuses it in your mind to treat someone like shit all of the time yeah like i get that that's your dynamic with your brothers is pranky like one-upsmanship and like uh whatever but like move on to other experiences build other relationships with people don't keep trying to replicate the same thing throughout your life exactly oh and also he said that's you know i used to joke and gag with my brothers all the time which is why most of them won't speak to me so, Tim, you acknowledge that there's a downside to this with your own family. I know you launch into this with someone you're not related to. And then, this is the, the heartbreaking moment for me. So, Al goes, so when you make fun of my weight and beard, it's because you like me? And to me, that's like, oh, don't, that is not okay. That's not a reason to accept his behavior. Respect yourself, dude. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, great, you're, you're so hurt and wounded or or diminutive in your life that you accept this bully's behavior because he actually is fond of you and has a fucked up way of showing it yeah um i feel like we really put a bullseye on tim in this episode (laughs) tim put a bullseye on himself this this episode cut to the core of the thing that most commonly upsets us about him and i i do hope that they they start to change and i'll I'll try to be a little more forgiving in the future knowing what i'm getting myself into no this one was rough this one was. was rough Tim Allen is a good actor. This episode is rough. Tim Taylor is a rough character. Yeah. Because um, he's never going to change, and it's only the world around him that has to adapt, and that's just very freaking frustrating, especially in this age where we're finally starting to dig up the origins of toxic masculinity and yes. talking about it. So Yes. Um, it's hard to watch. Eileen shows up. Yes, she does. She comes in to give Al his car keys back. Yeah. But Tim convinces Al to go after her and talk about it. And yeah. He he convinces him to go do the thing that Tim himself can't do, which is just communicate your feelings to somebody. Exactly. So much easier to give that advice than to take it for yourself. And and he does, and they, they start they talk, making out. They talk, Yeah, basically they talk <laughs> about the dream and like, yeah, oh, it doesn't yeah. matter and whatever. And Tim jumps in briefly to explain, you he, know. He, does, yeah, he yeah, fucks you, up yeah, Wilson's uh, advice here. Yeah, oh, you know, Carl Young said, you know, you're dreaming about Tim Taylor. Maybe you're actually thinking about Tony the Tiger or it's, it's, yeah, a tub of tomatoes or a tater, tater tot. tot. You know, if you put a flannel on a tater tot, you'd have Al. And it's like, cool. 
what did we just go through? Nothing. We went through nothing. All this was nothing. Um, but, and then just to twist the knife a little bit further, and pun intended, you'll see what I mean in a moment, we go to the stinger, yes. which is uh, Tim trying to apologize to Jill yes. uh, by setting up this candlelight dinner. And Jill comes in and looks at the setting and acknowledges, like, oh, look at that. He even put the little knife where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Which demonstrates to me, Tim knows what to fucking do. Yeah. He just, he just chooses not to do it 90% of the time. He just dismisses the needs of the people around him. <laughs> yeah. And then he comes swinging in uh, uh, with this uh, big plastic chest plate on. He's uh, outside on, on, on a yeah. rope in the snow. In and, the winter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter panning his way into... Um, into frame and yeah. uh uh playing out jill's um fantasy dream where it's just like you have to infuse yourself into her fantasy just yeah, like, that, let her have that thing that's that's her time that you're not a part of she committed <laughs> her life to you let her have her fantasies yeah right so now i don't know like you're, you're kind of like stealing you're just, yeah trying to make her think of you every time she's trying to have this outlet for herself that is not your territory dude <laughs> leave it the fuck alone yeah uh, it's another rough thing to just endure. We go to the outtakes, which we've already discussed. Uh, yeah, that was expedient of us. <laughs> where his hands expand and, uh... Expands. <laughs> yeah. Scooby dive. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Al, you know, Richard Karn cracks up at it a little bit, which I think is funny. The, 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 the one bit that I do want to talk about there is that there, you know, it's just a long shot of the hands expanding and them just riffing on it on set. <laughs> yeah. Really, real great moment of improv from Tim Allen right at the end there. He goes, Oh man, shouldn't eaten that burrito. <laughs> that bean burrito. Everything, everything comes back to farts. Your hands are small enough. It's, it's your farts it's backing not up. Not even, it's a, it's like a tangential fart joke. It doesn't even make sense as a fart joke. It's an it's Ikea fart no joke. No such thing as like fart bubbles. <laughs> well, unless you're in a pool. <laughs> There you Another fair. apology okay. to my girlfriend. Yeah, but has no. <laughs> I mean, there's no nothing to make that reference. An IKEA fart joke that involves burritos is a Chipotle joke, because they make them right there in front of you. <laughs> you don't have to take them home and make them. That's true. That's very true. That would be really awful for a restaurant. <laughs> like, like you. That would be the worst possible thing. You order a burrito and they give you all the ingredients in individually sealed plastic tubs. It creates so much waste. You have to go home and make the burrito yourself. <laughs> It's cold by the time you get back. Right. Uh, speaking of burritos, I really want to go get one. So let's uh, let's go into the grunt count. Oh, the grunt count is five. It, How it, about that? It was just him going, ah, 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 ah. That was it. And what a grunt count greatness that was. What a grunt count greatness. Thank you for... Fraser <laughs> does not appreciate the way you put that. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to go over for this episode? I have nothing else. The sooner we put this one in the ground, the better, I say. Uh, agreed. Uh, you can find all sorts of information about this episode on our website, which is... www.gruntworkpodcast.com Didn't miss a beat after a month one, and a half. One thing I remember. <laughs> there you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is the best way to be notified about new episodes, the grunt count, show notes, etc., etc. It's a great uh, it's a great little thing to do if you want to do it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's just gesturing a lot. Now That's I'm starting thing. to think you're you're pulling all these uh, uh, <laughs> Italianisms from me. Uh, no, I'm, so I, like I, now I'm wondering if I should be offended. Um, I, I'm only joking around, man, to to, to help cheer you up about. You it. know, I'm Sicilian too, which is the worst kind of Italian. So you better watch yourself. Uh, well, hey, oh, that, hey, man, I <laughs> I consider all Italians equal. In, in my shameless mockery, I guess it's terrible. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed our show, please share it wherever you can, and consider leaving us an iTunes review. Uh, that really, really helps put us in front of other people. So yes. Uh, you know, if you need extra incentive to do that, remember that every time you share or rate and review us, we'll get you a big old tub of tomatoes and a tater tot and a flannel shirt. You know what? That sounds like a dream life to for, me. for like a dipping sauce. You know, <laughs> I might go review our own show just so that you'll give me that. I, uh, then, uh, I'll go to I'll go to the Orida aisle at the supermarket <laughs> and get all the supplies. Uh, you can also follow us on all the various social media places, which is at GruntWorkPod. With that, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And if the co-hosts of the podcast you're listening to are being respectful of one another's feelings, then you know you're listening to Grunt Work. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>